to be in church. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That's a better place to be on Sunday. And thanks for coming to church. Thanks for coming to the place of healing. Thanks for coming to the house of mercy. Thanks for coming for training. Amen. Because the church reminds me of the pool of Bethesda where people would go there with various kinds of challenges, various kinds of sicknesses, various kinds of diseases, whatever infirmity. And then they would meet God. So listen to this with me in the book of John chapter 5, verse 2 to 4. So that at least when you are here, come with an expectant heart. That even if we are many, but God wants to minister to you as an individual. Amen. Now there in Jerusalem, a pool near the, it's John chapter 5, verse 2 to 4 AMPC. Now there in Jerusalem, a pool near the ship gate. This pool in the Hebrew is called Bethesda, having five porches, alcoves, colonnades, doorways. In this lay a great number of sick folks, some blind, some crippled, some paralyzed, shriveled up, waiting for the bubbling up of the water. For an angel of the Lord went down at an appointed season into the pool and moved and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in, was cured of whatever disease with which he was afflicted. Whoever then. So it means even when we are in a crowd, when we are many, but it's about whoever then. So you can say, it's my day, it's my time, it's my opportunity. As I come to the house of the Lord, I will never go back empty-handed. I'm here to receive my portion. Amen? I'm here to receive my portion. Can we all say, I'm here to receive my portion? Amen. I just want to remind you that as children of God, sometimes we are not always aware of who we are and the kind of power that we have. And we end up living like ordinary people. When actually there is so much that took place in our lives, when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that was a turning point. That was the start of a new chapter. Things are different now. Go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 to 21 AMPC. Just look at who we are now in Christ. <clears throat> and then we will talk about the power that you have in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21 AMPC. Therefore, if any person is engraved in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. Are you in Christ? You are a new creation. The old is past. The old is gone. You are a new creation in Christ. But all these are from God who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, receives us, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. 
that by the word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. So he says, we are in Christ, but we have also been given a ministry of reconciliation. To go and tell others that God has done this for me, he will do it for you too. You can also be free. You can also be reconciled. Verse 19. It was God personally present in Christ. I want you to look at those words. Because God works through us. God needs human, human bodies on earth to operate. So it says, it was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them, and committing to us the message of reconciliation, of restoration to favor. In other words, God was working through Christ, reconciling us to him through Christ. It says God was personally working through Christ, and God still wants to personally work through you. God still wants to personally work through me. It is our time. And if you go to verse 20, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal as though it were through us. We as Christ's represent personal representatives beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered to you and be reconciled to God. So he says, we are Christ's personal representatives. Tell your neighbor, I represent Christ. Amen. What an honor. Amen. I am Christ's personal representative. So it means whatever God wants to do, he can do through me. And then it says... He made him union of sin to be seen for us so that in and through him we might become the righteousness of God in him. So there was an exchange at the cross and that's where it all began. Amen. It's a new chapter altogether. Amen. I am victorious. I have the power of God in me. So today I want us to talk about the same power. It is the same power that God used to raise Christ from the dead. That power is in you. What an amazing thing. You've got an explosive power in you. Paul calls it, he says, may the Lord open our eyes so that we can see this great power that is in us. So that we don't live like people of the world when we have got so much power. Listen to this. Go with me to the book of Ephesians. Chapter 1, verse 15 to 20 in the AMPC, Amplified Classic. <clears throat> no wonder people like Paul lived in demonstration of the power of God. That he would go to places and sometimes people would just take uh, pieces of cloth or handkerchiefs that touch his body and they would take them to sick people and sick people would get healed. Because he was walking in that power. And that is the power that is available to you and I. And listen to this. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, the people of God, 
I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. Verse 19. And so that you can know and understand. Now I want you to look at this power, how it's defined. So that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable. You know something immeasurable means you can't measure it. And unlimited. And surpassing greatness of his power. And it doesn't end there. Because some of you would have seen say, yeah, God's power is so great, it's so big. It says in us. Did you get that? So he tells you how great this power is. And when you are still saying, yes, God is powerful. God has got all the power. And he says, in and for us who believe. So that great power, that unlimited power, that all-surpassing power is in me. Can you tell your neighbor, that all-surpassing power, that great unlimited power, is in me and is for me. He says this great and surpassing power of his greatness in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So he says the power that is in you is the same power that God exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. Hmm. The same power. It's not a fraction less. It's the same power. Now if I know I have the same power that God used when he raised Jesus from the dead, that has been bestowed upon me now, I will live without any fear. I will live with boldness and with confidence. That when I come across situations, I know I've got the same power that God used to raise Christ from the dead. That power is in me and it's working for me. That immeasurable power. And you know how this power is defined. Let's, let's read it first in the Passion Translation. And then we'll define it in Acts. So that Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. In the Passion it says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the highest place of honor. So it says, your life will be an advertisement of this immense power. That is working. And you know, when there is great power in you, sometimes you may not see it. Can I tell you? In that electric socket, there is power. Okay. 
what you see here, when you see the lights here, this is just a slight manifestation of what power is there. The real power that is there, if you can just open that and then have the two terminals and touch them, then you will know <laughs> what is the exceeding greatness of the power that's in that box. And now, for you as a child of God, there is so much power in you that sometimes people are always not aware of. The devil sometimes may not be aware of, but you've got a power that is like a dynamite. That's why in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we'll read in the Amplified Classic. Acts 1, 8, it says, But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. So that word translated power there, they say in original Greek is the word dunamis, which is the word where you get the word dynamite from. So I dare to think the power of a dynamite. When you've got a dynamite in your hand and you come across a mountain, you know how they make tunnels? Yeah, a tunnel was a mountain. <laughs> where you, when you guys are going through that thing, it was not created like that. Somebody came with a dynamite. The explosive power. The power that can break down rocks and make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen? That is the same power that is in you. So it's immeasurable. Unlimited. All surpassing power. So when you know you've got that power and then the devil is putting some things in front of you, you have the courage to face whatever the enemy puts in your way. Because you've got the nature of God in you. You've got the ability of God in you. You've got the power of God in you. And that power is manifested through our bodies. Our bodies may look ordinary. Just like I'm saying, that socket, it looks very ordinary. It looks very ordinary. But there is power in there. So even our bodies, they may look ordinary. But there's power in here. Amen? Look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. NIV. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power, you see there in Corinthians we talked about immeasurable power, the unlimited power. Now here he calls it the all-surpassing power that is from God and not from us. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. In other words, I might be looking ordinary, like a jar of clay, but there is a treasure in me. There is this immeasurable power, a power like a dynamite, and that is the power that is at work within me. In a way that in my body, if sickness is attaching itself in my body, any disease germ, any cancer cell, anything that the enemy may use to destroy my body, May this all-surpassing power, the same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead, continue to flow through my body. And nothing can stop against, can stand against that one. Amen? 
That's why I get, I've got to get healed, no matter what the issue is. There has to be a way, even when there seems to be no way. Because God is for me. If God is for me, who can successfully be against me? He says, we have this treasure in jars of clay. I always like it in this way, that it's a treasure in a jar of clay. Because if it was a treasure in a golden vessel, you might end up praising the vessel and forget about the treasure. But if the treasure is in a jar of clay, it's in something that you would undermine, but there is treasure in there. Then you know it's not the power is not about the clay, it is about the one who put the power in the clay. So that you find that when somebody is sick, I come with this body that looks ordinary. But when I lay hands on you, the power is released. And now you experience that all-surpassing power, that very nature of God, that very power of God, and it drives sickness from you. But when you look at my body, when I look at your body, it looks ordinary. But there's something in there. Can you tell your neighbor, there is a treasure in here. The all-surpassing power of God is in me. Amen. I'll be bold. I'll be bold. You see, when I was meditating about this, I started seeing why the disciples of Jesus, why many people walked even in signs and wonders and miracles and anything, and they were not stopped. They were unstoppable because they knew it's not about us. We are just carriers of God's power. And by the way, when you are a carrier of God's power, sometimes even without you doing anything, the power works. Okay? I say if you open that and then you take the two cables and you touch them together, we don't have to pray for the power to work. The power will work. And it's exactly what happened. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? She came to Jesus. She wanted to experience the power. But she did not ask Jesus to pray. She just touched the power. When she touched, it was like when you touched that, then she experienced the power. Go with me to the book of Luke. Chapter 5, verse 17. No, let's start it with Luke 8, 46, then we'll come to 5, 17. Luke 8, 46 in the NIV. But Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. That is the same power. That is the same power I'm talking about. So he says, someone touched me. I know this because power has gone out from me. And this power, when virtue went out of the body of Christ, it healed that woman who was tormented for 12 years with the issue of blood. Her bleeding stopped right there because of this power. So the power can be there in your body as a child of God. But also, if you are in the right environment, you can experience the power. Let's look at it together in Luke chapter 5, verse 17, King James Version. Luke 5, 17, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. 
the power of the Lord was present to heal. I can say the power of the Lord is present to heal. When you are here, like I said, you are like those people who are going to the pool of Bethesda. You come expecting to receive your miracle. And the power of God is present. When the power of God is present, when you are in the atmosphere of that power, you experience the power. Amen. It says the power of God was present to heal. And in Acts 10.38, look at this power. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Did you get that? So it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Okay. So the power that you have been endured with, it's not for decoration. It's not an ornament. Okay? Uh-uh. It's not for decoration. It's for use. Tell your neighbor, the power that you have been endured with, it's for use. And we better use it now. In this life. When there are still challenges. When there are still problems. When there are still sicknesses. When there are still so many things that put us under pressure. Use that power. Sometimes you find that things seem to be falling apart. I don't know what to do. Then use that power. Encourage yourself. Last week we were taught about strengthen the feeble knees. And David encouraged himself. Okay? Even when things seem to have been falling apart, he encouraged himself. Take courage. And know that there is this power in me. This all-surpassing power. The immeasurable greatness of his power working in me and through me. I've got to first experience it working in me, working in my body. But then it's got also to flow and start working for others through me. That's why the Holy Spirit will always equate the Holy Spirit in the book of John. It talks about the Holy Spirit in two ways. It talks about out of your bellies. It says this, the, 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 it will be in you, the well that flows. This word will be in a well, a well that flows to eternal life. It's like a well. Okay? But then he also says, out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living waters. So when it's a well... It's still for personal use. You know, it's like a fountain. But when it becomes a river, it flows to many places. And wherever the river goes, there will be life. So it brings life wherever it goes. But you first need to experience it for yourself. So that's why for me, this all-surpassing power, I want to experience it in my body being healed. I want to experience it in my mind having a sound mind. I want to experience it in that I will not be afraid of the enemy. Amen? I'm not afraid of the enemy. I want to experience this power, to have this boldness, living in the fullness of this power. But then, I also want this river to flow. And the rest can also experience this power. Amen? Because sometimes if we are not aware of the power that we have, the power that is in us, we will live ordinary lives. 
mediocre lives. You live like anybody else in the world. You are scared like anybody else in the world. You are as confused as anybody else in the world. But when you know that there is power, the power of God is at work in my body, it's got to be different. It started the day when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. That's why then you can say, it was a happy day when I was born again. Born again. Happy day when I was born again. That's when it began. Now, if it was a happy day when I was born again, Something new has begun. That is the life of victory. That is going to be different now. And you need to be aware of the power that is in you. Let's go to the book of Judges. There was this man called Samson. He had extraordinary strength. The power that was on him or the strength that he had was not natural. They would tie him with chains. And he would break those chains. It says like, almost like you take a thread and put it next to the fire and then it just melts off. And that's how he would break chains. You think that was natural? Uh Uh-uh, supernatural. Alone as one man, he would kill so many Philistines. The power was there. Amen? He did not live ordinary life. He knew about the power that was in him. That's why it would even cause a lot of trouble for the Philistines. Hmm? Don't you think when you know the power that is in you, the devil should be in trouble? Hmm. You can't lie dormant and sleep with that power. Let the Philistines feel the pain. Amen? Send some of the foxes to burn the, 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 the fields of the Philistines. And when they come against you, let them know the power of God is with you with that jawbone. Amen. That's how you demonstrate the power that is in you. You do not lie dormant with it. Even when the enemies or people who want to come against you, let them come to you in one way, but they will flee in seven ways. Because there is a dynamite in you. So Judges chapter 16, verse 15 to 17, AMPC. Delilah was keeping on bothering uh, Samson, wanting to know what is his power, where, is, where does his power lie. And she said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me in what your great strength lies. And when she pressed him day after day with her words and urged him, he was vexed to death. Then he told her all his mind and said to her, A razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my birth. If I am shaved, then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak. And be like any other man. Did you get that? He knew, Samson knew 
I'm not like any ordinary man. There is the power of God in me. The strength of God. This, the Lord has bestowed me with supernatural strength. He knew that. He says, but if my hand is shaved, I will become weak like anybody else and I will be like any other man. So the question is, are you behaving like ordinary men when you've got such power in you? When you've got such dynamite in you? And you say, no, pastor, I thought this is for pastors. No. It says in, in, in Mark 16, it says these signs shall follow pastors. Okay. Shall follow them that believe. Do you believe? Okay. They shall cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Even if they drink a deadly thing, it will not hurt them. Some of you are very much afraid to be poisoned. Hey. <laughs> Even if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. It doesn't say it will not even kill them. It says it will not even hurt them. That's dynamite. There is a certain amount of power that is able to dilute all that poison. Because it's the same power. You remember the power when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fire and fire could not burn them. It's the same power that is available to you. When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den and the lions could not eat him is the same power that is available to you. When the army of Syria wanted to come against Elisha and they wanted to capture him and he was with his servant and he said many are those that are with us than they are that are with them. Lord open his eyes. And then the armies of Syria were made blind is the same power that is available to us. Amen. And I just want to encourage you that when you accepted Christ, when the Holy Ghost came upon your life, things became different. There is supernatural power in you. And that power is already deposited. You just need to live it out. So let's conclude with Second Peter. Chapter 1. Verse 3 and 4 in the Passion Translation, TPT. I want to show you that this power is not something that you still need to ask for. It's already there. You can ask for the eyes to be opened, to see. Okay? But the power is already there. That's why Paul says, I pray that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may open your eyes, may give you revelation to understand this immeasurable power. He does not say, I pray that this immeasurable power should come upon you. He says, may your eyes be opened to see what God has in store for you. We need to see. And we need to walk in the fullness of it. Second Peter 1, 3, 2, 4, Passion. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his 
divine power. I want you to look at this. So, it says everything you could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. So, it's already there. It's already there. You just need to have the eyes of your understanding being opened, being enlightened to see what is there. So that then you can walk in the fullness of this power. Amen. Then he says, verse 4. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, we can experience partnership with the divine nature. Did you see that? To experience partnership with the divine nature. How does it feel to partner with God? How does it feel to partake of the power of God the way that Jesus did when he was on the earth? How does it feel to partake of the power of God the way that Paul and others did when they were on the earth? Do you think that there was any time on earth that Jesus was confused? When he didn't know what to do, I'm confused. I've got depression. Do you think Jesus ever had depression? But he faced challenges. He just knew how to handle them. Satan is under my feet. Okay? So it means if I'm now a partaker of his divine nature and I want to experience this partnership with the divine nature, it means I actually live in the realm of the supernatural. I might be on earth, but I live in the realm of the supernatural. Galatians 2, 20 and 21 says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. So he says, even when I'm here on the earth, it is not me living, it is Christ living in me. It is his nature in me that is being displayed. It is, nature, it is his nature in me that is at work. So it means if we get attuned to God and we stay connected to the source of power, we will not have to be crying out power, but we will leave power. Amen. We will leave power in a way that people can experience that power. That supernatural power. That unlimited power. That all-surpassing power. It is the same power that is available to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. You've received your portion. You've got the power. Go and walk in the fullness of that power. Can we stand up and thank God for the word that we've heard? Then after that, we are going to make a confession about this power. And then I'll pray for you.
and then we're going to do offerings. Let's thank God for the word that we've heard. Thank you.